You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. All right. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Leaf. We got Alec, your host, and Cassie. Hey, guys. What's up? We have a great guest for you today, Nafisa from Cannabram Solutions. She's the director of sales in Canada. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. Thanks for having me on today, guys. Oh, yeah. Awesome. It's uh, great seeing you again from the last time we saw you. Yeah, we like had that. at BizCon, and that was kind of, like, unexpected, but in good ways. Yeah, Absolutely. Definitely. It was how nice. Was your, how was your experience there overall? For, um, it was amazing. I've only been to Canadian Expos, and oh, okay. MJ BizCon was 10 times bigger than what I'm used to. So the landscape was totally different. Um, it was really nice to get into the American community with cannabis. Mm-hmm. Everyone was super friendly, made some great connections like you two. So it, it was it was a great run. Yeah, we're actually um, going to be interviewing another company in Canada. So we got nice. really great connections while we were there. And oh, I yeah. remember being at the Cannabis Now event where we met, shout out to Eugenio and all of them. But uh, I remember seeing you and I was like, oh, there's another woman here. All right, cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I got to talk to her, like see what she's about. Because I feel like sometimes um, there aren't that many women and like we need more representation in the space. So Absolutely. it was also really cool hearing like your story, how you got into the industry, because I know you weren't, uh, you haven't always been in cannabis. Yeah. So if you want to like touch on that a little bit, like what made you make that switch? For sure. For me, it was really a personal journey. Um, I was in a really comfy job selling baby formula. So in the pharmaceutical world and mm-hmm. loved it. It was great while it served me. Um, but then I got into a huge car accident, which oh, changed wow. my life forever. Yeah, um, it was my car was totaled. Um, my doctors and physicians really, they helped me um, in the way that they know best, right? The Western medication, which is mm-hmm. pills, pills, pills. <laughs> so right. I, oh, I can't imagine. Problem. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot to process being numbing your pain, numbing Mm -hmm. your feelings, numbing everything. Um, So it was a transition for me. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. I, it was a transition for me to learn about plant-based medicine. My best friend who's a nurse told me about it and she's like, you know, maybe try this instead of all the things that are making you a zombie to your family where you're not even coherently speak to me. So Mm -hmm. I started it, I was very skeptical, very, just with all the stigma around it, I didn't know leaving and being in pharmaceutical, I'm like, this is so different, like I've dabbled in it, but not enough to know that it's going to be a benefit. So did a lot of research, um, and then came across a topical line that I harassed for a freaking year, like harassed (laughs) them, (laughs) Um, until they finally hired me. And then I left my cozy job and started in 2016 in cannabis. So with the top company that helped me a lot with my pains and my pain management, um, I believed in it. So I went and sold it all across Canada to all the RMTs and the doctors that were willing to talk about it and learn about it. That's great. I think topicals are a great way for people to get into cannabis, like using it, because I know like some people are put off by um, smoking or like the other methods. So Mm -hmm. I think that's like a good way to way to start and the other thing is is like like you said the stigma attached to it so like we're from the east coast so the vibes are different than out here um like even when we said we were going to do this like the podcast like we didn't really know how people were going to react to it so it was definitely um a little stressful like in the beginning just because like you want everyone to be supportive of what you're doing but like they also maybe haven't seen like the firsthand like positives of cannabis So how was your like family and friends 
reaction to like when you started using like were they skeptical oh uh, yeah for sure so um at that time I was married um mm -hmm. had stepchildren I still have my stepchildren there I love them um but they were really young mm -hmm. so for me um maneuvering being a new mom and learning how to talk to your children about the medication that you're using so they right. feel safe yeah and they know about it and the education is there that was a big hurdle that and my parents um, mm -hmm. being very strong Muslims, um, very heavily within the community, it was a hard pill for them to swallow as well. Um, just because the stigma and what people are going to say, what are they going to do? Yeah. yeah. But so the stigma is so strong. Yeah, they're 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 not no not anymore. They're they're full supporters now. They actually mm -hmm. believe in what I do. It took them a hot minute because, like okay. with my mom, I had to give her a topical to be like, hey, don't use your Voltaren. Use mm -hmm. this. <laughs> There's mm -hmm. no steroids in it please use it. And yeah. for her to actually see the difference was the transition. That was the click point for them. They're like, okay, she's not just smoking pot for fun. Cause I was that girl that like literally ratted out her brother in high school. <laughs> oh, that was I, me. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I was like, mom, look. And we flushed it down the toilet. I was proud of flushing it down the toilet. It's a running <laughs> joke in my family. Now they're like, you flush my weed down the toilet yeah. or like my cannabis, but now you are the Canadian drug dealer. So like, <laughs> yeah, should have been like, I probably did you a favor. That was probably some booth weed anyway. It was, it was totally wrong. <laughs> Let's be real. It was yeah. Not <laughs> yeah. That's funny because I was honestly the same way. So um, I think it was very surprising when people found out that this is what I was doing. But like yeah. you said, I think like the personal experience, if you have a good experience with it, like that's going to make you change oh, yeah. your mind. But also like you being in pharmaceuticals and making the transition like that's even more interesting to me to like jump from yeah. like that kind of like medicine that we're traditionally used to and then going to more like natural so I like yeah. that yeah because like you, know, you would probably have a better understanding about this than I do but I think out of like all the prescription medications out there besides antibiotics none of them actually cure anything like antibiotics yeah. are the only things that actually kind of cure something Mm -hmm. and everything else just kind of suppresses and treats something and then now you need another drug to suppress and treat the symptoms of that drug mm -hmm. which is a exactly. snowballing effect it's a chain reaction to mm -hmm. a very big pharma world where you're able to fix one problem and have another mm -hmm. <laughs> and another yeah. pill to fix it so it, it's we're pushing pills at the end of the day right yeah. so for me the plant where you can use all of it on different aspects of it you can cook with it you can put it into a topical, you can smoke yeah. it. You can even take this dry herb smoke and put that into a, like an edible. Like there's so many ways of using the, the product and the plant, it's it's phenomenal. So like it, it takes a minute for everyone to have that aha moment that wow, plant-based is something that we have grown up on. Mm -hmm. Our yeah. ancestors used it, but it's You're just- Doing it for hundreds of years. Right. Yeah. It's just relearning. It's a lot of relearning, yeah. especially yeah, yeah, unlearning the, those like negative views and then relearning, you know, what it's yeah. actually doing to help yeah. us. Um, I wanted to touch a little bit about uh, Canabrand solutions. Like for those listeners out there that don't know um, about Canabrand, like what exactly oh, yeah, does the company do? Yeah. So Canabrand's an amazing company. I started with about three months ago and mm -hmm. I take care of Canada for them. So we are a distributor of C-cell products. So vape cartridges okay. um, yeah. and we do disposables. I love them. I'm a valid user of them. <laughs> um, for me, it's just, it's 
it's being with a company that supports their employees and really changing supply chains. So we're not working with actual dry flour, but we're working with concentrate now. So I get okay. to go into the labs and meet with the LPs in Canada and say, hey, like we have some great products with C-Cell. Let's get your amazing oils into it. That's mm -hmm. what I do. And we take care of customized packaging as well. So whatever you can dream up for your logos and packaging, we can take care of. So oh, okay. yeah, we're a one-stop shop. For everything, awesome. so follow yeah. at me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So uh, do you guys see any like big differences between providing uh, products for cannabis-based companies versus like, let's say like tobacco or nicotine-based companies in, in that aspect? Yeah, absolutely. It's a very highly regulated um, sector. Um, mm -hmm. And especially in Canada, there's way more red tape, but being within that is phenomenal because you get to learn the ins and outs. One thing about our the, like vapes in, in general, I've learned so much, even with my prior company, um, the tobacco space and cannabis space, totally different. There's no comparison, oh, of course. viscosity that you're putting into your carts versus, you know, the liquid, e-liquid stuff. Right. It's completely different. And it's that's the education that we're here to do yeah. is they're not the same products. They're not for the same people there we're, we're customizing even we have medical grade products, too. So for okay. our medical science, we we have the top of the line stuff. So that way you're getting the best onset for your products. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, I know like a few years ago, we were going through the big, that big vape crisis. How did yeah. you guys, how did you guys navigate that in the, uh, or that? And like, how did that guys affect you also? Um, well, it was, it was huge in the, in the vape space, right? Everybody was scared. Right. There wasn't enough education. Oh, yeah. um, and that's why you, you need the standards. You need ISO standards. You need these standards in place. So people aren't dying. It's as simple right. as that. So for us, it was a lot of education. People had to pull back. And then with our industry, especially in Canada, the the scarce was there, but the, also the education, because we're so proud of the education system here. And they too, we do take the time because the regulations being so hard mm -hmm. to educate our staff um, and our, our community. So it, we, we got through it and vape sales are freaking awesome in Canada right now that it's dominating mm -hmm. the market. Um, so it is there, but the, the crisis didn't really, it, it gave us education to be better. Yeah. Cause right. always, and like, that's the only one thing that sucks about this world is that it always, something bad happens and it's always too late for us to react So true. and stuff like that. Because even with cannabis and like when tobacco first came out, we were like, oh yeah, this is great for you. And then all of a sudden it wasn't. Yeah, because we just learn, we learn more about it and we just don't know it's like with vaping we learn more about that because we're putting mm -hmm. cannabis in all these different forms like oils and powders you can put in your water and right. food and all that stuff like we don't know what changing these compounds and chemicals to so they can do these things will do to us so true very true that's why i really do believe when we're working with the lab is learning their extraction methods learning right. what they're putting into their product i personally for me i like it the most pure as possible and the next one would be you know like our co2 extraction yeah. love that full spectrum of course all the way but oh, of course you know with cpg it, they're they're scaling up at such a large level that certain companies do forget that the plant-based medicine that we're using recreationally mm -hmm. has benefits to it. So not to strip it because I yeah, feel right. like right now we still have the benefits of it versus any other recreational thing that you could do. Mm -hmm. But as we continue to strip it down and make it cheaper <laughs> for the consumer, right. the product is going to essentially be cheaper. So mm -hmm. 
it's quality. We got to learn who your quality players are out there and what right. you're ingesting into your body essentially is that. So we need to know what we're putting into our body and just yeah, because that's a, educated, a big right? thing. Yeah, it's a big it thing. Don't put in your bodies. And like every time someone comes to me and they go, "Oh, you got to be careful." Like, like how do you know what's in that and all that stuff? Because they're used to the like meeting the dealer in like the Walmart parking lot and getting right. you in a sandwich bag. Yeah. And it's not like that anymore if you're going to legit dispensaries or if you places. know reputable growers and stuff that like too. that. Because sure. I would guarantee that 95% of cannabis consumers know exactly what's in their cannabis and where it's coming from. And mm-hmm. I guarantee you everybody who, and a hundred of those people asking those questions don't even know where half of their food comes from. Yeah, so true. I, I tell them, I go, you're you're telling me I don't know where my cannabis comes from, but I want you to go in your kitchen and tell me half of where all that food really. Hey, comes but from. this is natural. Can't the the stuff in their cabinets is all processed. Yeah, you so know, true. like full of chemicals and God knows what else. So, or even like their coffee cups, they're literally holding yeah. a coffee. We don't know what's in your creamer. We don't know yeah, like any exactly. of it, right? Like, there's I mean, so like, much. I have my coffee here too, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, no, legit, know? I have my yeah. tea, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, like but I made it. And it's like, you you try and control it as much as as you can. can. And that's cannabis is a big step, first step in controlling that in your life. I think the one thing that we really have to like focus on or teach people out too is um, not just those high THC counts, like all the other terpenes and everything are so important and can help us so many different, um, you know, issues or whatever, but (laughs) people tend to forget that part. And uh, I think you definitely have like a, a way to go in that department too. Um, 100%, 100% because it's like you said, like they're stripping away all these other cannabinoids yep. and terpenes and exactly. stuff like that. And it's not just about that singular one. Like, yeah, that ter- that cannabinoid could be great, like THC or CBD or CBG or whatever. And they could do great things, but I feel like they all work better together. Of course, the entourage system. Yeah. There's a reason that it's there. There's a reason our endocannabinoid system actually works with the plant system so well because it's it's almost mirroring, right? So right. It the, yeah, if people just knew, if they just listened and you know took that and knew that the benefits were there on first first onset, like especially with topicals, it's the safest modality. There's there's so many options out there, but I just I feel like having these podcasts will bring awareness. It oh no, yeah, of course. That's why we're that's why half the reason we're doing this to bring awareness and teach yeah. people that there are say it's safe. It's there are many ways to consume it. It's yeah. what you've been told throughout the decades is a big fat lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's not like our parents' generation yeah. or even before them. Like obviously it was a way different world. Yeah. Um we've come we've come so far and I also a lot of people, um, I mean, people in the space know this, but people I've come across, like, they don't even know that, like, our bodies have a cannabinoid system. Like, yeah. what if that doesn't tell you that we should be consuming it or using it in the correct ways, then I'm not really sure what will. But, like, okay. also to remember that, you know, yeah. you can use things in the wrong what? way. So you have yeah. to be mindful yeah. of that, of oh, course. Oh, of course. You can always, you can use any substance in the wrong way. Just, like, you right. can use caffeine, soda. Of course. Uh, cigarette i didn't use anything the wrong way but uh shit you know what i was thinking i thought of something i completely forgot (laughs) i love when that happens um but we're actually going to an event shout out to zach miller and uh, hemper's comedy 
um, they do stand-up comedy shows with cannabis, which I thought was really cool because traditionally, like you'd be drinking, but I love how it's canna-friendly. So I'm so excited to check that out. I think that's going to be really cool. Um, Where is that located? Here in LA. Oh yeah. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, here in LA. So we've been trying to like get out here to go to an event and it just like worked out the timing this time. So I'm excited. It's a showcase of different comedians and we've never been to stand up before, which is Yeah, we've yeah. never been we've never been to a stand up comedy show before. So we're really excited. And even more excited that it's something that it's an event yet smoking out is normalized. Right. right. Like it's that's that that's great. It's not just drinking and stuff like that. Like you can consume cannabis on site while watching the show. You don't have to go outside or in the that's alley. Amazing. I can't wait to do anything like that. like that. And I was like, when I heard that we were talking to him, I was like, wow, that's a big leap forward in this because right. as more events like that, because it's not just like your underground cannabis event where like there's a bunch of booths and people are selling stuff and that. Like, nah, just like like a regular stand-up comedy club. But that's instead cool. of going up to the bar and getting a beer you're rolling a joint at your table and you can smoke there and that's fucking great right yeah i think like that's really cool that they also consume while they're doing their um their, their, act. Yeah, their act there you go yeah. that's the word i was looking for so um i thought that was cool and like when he was on our show he spoke about like that transition from like alcohol to cannabis and how it's totally just like changed the vibes there everyone's like having a great time and i think those kind of events the more it's normalized the more people are going to see like okay we can do these things and like conduct business like at bizcon everyone outside like consuming and yeah. also like getting yeah. shit done so exactly. that's like, yeah, really important get that that mm-hmm. we actually are professionals yeah. <laughs> we right. have careers we yeah. actually make the world keep going we're not we're not just sitting on our couch and hanging out and like if, if, if they knew what they thought for professionals in the world out there were doing and they're oh on the job bro they would be like what how are you alive and how do you function during the day <laughs> mm-hmm. like it's, damn especially in the pharmaceutical world like i'm not going to open up any worms here but yeah, yeah. It's, it's nutty like how they party and ha- like I'm, I'm happy that i'm in the cannabis space and i'm not around certain things anymore like it, mm-hmm. it really does put a a safer picture on it as much as people think that it's not, not a safe environment or right sketchy no i i work monday to friday but sometimes on the weekend mm-hmm. i hustle hard um sometimes 10 hours a day like there's there's days where we're working and even at mj bizcon like you mm-hmm. wake up oh, what but let me say this on a side note it was all was day like, i mean i was passing all out day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was that was her first one it was and she my was first like, one and i was shit. like oh my god oh, was yeah. that your first one or have you been before uh, that was my first mj so like oh, okay so same boat yeah. It was a, it was a lot, but it was still not, and I wasn't drained at the end of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I get to talk about cannabis all day long. Oh yeah, like, no, it was fun. Yeah. It was like, yeah. you get to talk about what you're passionate about and find people who also are passionate about it. Yeah. And that's like the coolest thing. Like everyone in one yeah. space sharing okay. what they do and everyone doing something different. Like you guys do packaging and there's yeah. people who do tons of other things. So, I mean, and we made a ridiculous Amount, oh, yeah. of amount of connections like the, all pretty much all the guests we're having on coming up are yeah. from yeah we're probably made enough, almost enough connections to probably last to the next mj Viscount. yeah <laughs> seriously. So you guys did all your lead work already done yeah. basically yeah um and it was also nice to to see more women um in mm-hmm. cannabis because like i oh, haven't yeah, had that Blunt experience mm-hmm. uh, event we went to like i was fortunate enough we were fortunate enough that andrew was letting us tag along and do interviews at Blunt Brunch in Vegas 
during. Did you guys like that event? Because my girlfriend Stephanie's the one that did it, and she. Oh yeah, it was amazing. It was great. Actually, I had a meeting with her yesterday, and we were talking about this podcast. I'm like, I'm going on a podcast, and she's like, Yeah, we're gonna actually set up a the brunches um, for the Toronto lift because we want more opportunity for people to come without spending a shitload of money Mm -hmm. to event to to come to a networking event. It was very empowering. Like everyone had a great story to share. And I think like it's important to have events like that, like to show you that like it's possible there are other women who have done these things, like have multiple companies and some who haven't even started that long ago, to be honest. Like there was a bunch of people I spoke to and um, met there and they started their own companies like not even a year ago. And like the growth is like insane. Yeah, like uh, while we were doing our podcast there, I was standing there and I had a girl come up to me from just randomly. She goes, we went to high school together. And <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it was wild. Looking at it, I go, hold on. I'm like, looking at her, I'm like, holy shit, I recognize you. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it was my friend Nicole from high school and she was there with her partner, Jax. And they, uh, uh, they have House of Fuego. They, oh, uh, yeah. Have, yeah, have you heard of them? I have, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And I that's think really they cool. started like eight months ago with social media, like management and all that marketing. Um, and we actually were able to have them on our show. And it was cool to like have that perspective, someone who had just started um being an entrepreneur and like what's that like and like being a woman in this space and her partner being a non-binary person in this space. Like that was really eye-opening for me yeah. because I think that's a perspective that we lack in Absolutely. this space. So that was really cool, like giving um, them a platform to speak about their experience and everything, which That's was awesome. So- I can't wait to go to another brunch. Oh, We're yeah. actually going to have um, one of the co-founders on our show, Adelia. Nice. Shout out to her. So we can talk oh, yeah. more about like how it was for her setting that up and like yeah, going forward and expanding. These events, yeah. Like in general, because it's, it's a whole different thing because like, you know, people outside are going to be consuming and smoking mm-hmm. and it's there's people going to have products stuff like that so mm-hmm. you got to find venues that are going to be okay with that too right. I'm, sure, I'm sure a lot of people go to set something up and they go wait a minute this is going to be for a cannabis event i know nah, like i like i don't care like yeah care mm-hmm. how much you're paying us get out of here but yeah, um, the laws aren't really on our side for that right especially yeah, really for like the like commercial establishments it, it's it's pretty shitty that they haven't come up to times with it yet where tobacco is allowed in certain places and you know yeah. you could literally smoke a cigar but <laughs> they're oh, yeah. Bitching coming yeah we about. went to our yeah. first cannabis lounge here in uh west hollywood and that was like yeah. so cool the you know bud bar and all that and like being able to order food there and like do work there and i'm like why don't we have these like this should be more normal um yeah. but i mean the fact that that one exists shows that there's been progress so hopefully like We'll yeah, see it's like we can have hookah lounges and cigar lounges, but well, can't, can't have cannabis lounges. You got to stop there. Stop there. Like, that's where what? you're going to draw the line. <laughs> you draw the line there. Right. Yeah. I just laugh at that, honestly. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Have you experienced any obstacles being in cannabis, like being a woman, if there's any specific like experience oh, yeah. you want to share? As I laugh out loud. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been, I feel like a truly, I've been very blessed being in the cannabis space and the humans that I've worked with. Um, mm-hmm. All three CEOs that I've worked with have been male, um, but I've okay. been sitting at the head table since. So oh, that's great. with, um, with Blisco, when I started in the legal cannabis space, um, the CEO 
put me on a platform. He put me on speaking engagements for Lyft, had gave me opportunities to actually make decisions within the company, like what strains we're going to be selling. I got to mm-hmm. do all of that. Um, so the difficulty I find honestly is in the community aspect, not necessarily in my job, because mm-hmm. when I do get a job, it's, I get hired on and I, I, I smooth my way up all the way up. <laughs> can't and, good work. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, so I do get to make those decisions. Now the, the hard part is when you have a very clicky community, I, I love our community, but it is very yeah. clicky in the sense of, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Like yeah. the same people are the speakers at every event. Um, yeah. The same people are getting interviewed yeah. all the time. It's trying to break into that is, is difficult because everybody is trying to speak and, no one's really trying to put other people on a platform where this type of conversation I get to mm-hmm. highlight my friends that are in the industry and right. I get to yeah. talk about them, right? So and like you get to shout them out and yeah. like have other people exactly. hear about them and like it doesn't give, have to be so rigid and structured. No, and no. And giving everyone like a voice and like a place to talk because like you said, it's usually the same people. Yeah. I it is yeah. It's a lot yeah, of the same like, <laughs> we caught a little bit of the end of uh, blunt brunch right when we yeah. got there yeah we didn't catch the whole thing but uh and when we went to mj we we were just on the floor the whole time we didn't even stop to check out any of the uh the talks or anything of that anything mm-hmm. like that but i was like i sound like ass i'm like they're not entertaining i go <laughs> yeah. i go i go i go to like investment summits and all that and like that all the time and i go it's it's just as boring as talking about anything like anything else like Don't once try. in a while there'll be like mm-hmm. something like very interesting thrown in there and like that's what everyone's waiting for. But when I hear it's an investment event, I'm like, eh, you can go to that one. I'll go to a different one. It's like you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, but it's important. We need people Absolutely. who are doing that. So oh, of course. that's great. And like also being able to find the balance on the show too, between like talking about, you know, business, which is more like your forte, and then talking about like mental health space, which is what I like to focus on, okay. or um, just like the lifestyle aspect of it, because I feel like it could be totally boring or like yeah. totally yeah. like too much, you know, stoner vibes or whatever. So it's like yeah. finding that like sweet spot. But like also, we've had a lot of great guests. On oh our yeah, show we've had a lot so of great far. guests from all from all all over the broad broad spectrum. Mm-hmm. And like now that we get to talk to people like but, in Canada too, and seeing like the differences of how the culture is with cannabis because like I've never even been to Canada so I don't even know you yeah. need to come come visit and see us. So, so how would you compare the Canadian Canada feel on cannabis compared to like America um Canada it, I feel like it is a way of life here when okay. you feel and you you come into the community it's a lifestyle here it's not just we're we're weekend warriors I feel mm. uh, that's uh, that's my perspective I've yeah. found that oh yeah no I could see that yeah, yeah so it, it's really very it's lifestyle here you're you're a cannabis user you believe in it you advocate for it um in America I feel like because it is a little newer in the sense not newer yeah. in the sense of cannabis use but mm-hmm. legalization um especially in certain states it's very oh, we'll try it for the weekend. We're, we're going to yeah. dabble a little bit. Um, yeah. and then see. So it's it's an emerging market. I feel like ours, we have a little bit more. It's been established for yeah. longer and like oh, more exactly. integrated. In the medical yeah. aspect of it, people have been really, we've been doing the medical for so long that 
it's, it, it is a little different. And like, we have a cafe here, like Amsterdam cafe, they've been around yeah. from the get go and it's a mm -hmm. consumption lounge and it's been here from well, oh, yeah. Over, yeah, legalization where the cops just, they just know what it is and they keep walking. It's safe. Mm -hmm. It's really safe. Right. You go in there. I've had meetings in there. It's an awesome place. We always, every 420, there's a party there. Right. Um, awesome. It's a That's safe cool. place. You get food, coffee, but it's been established and been here for so long. It's it's a Vancouver staple. So when you guys do come, I'm going to take you there. We'll okay. go and have yeah, like awesome. this. Sounds, hit the bong. and great. Definitely have, have to, yeah, definitely have to do that. It kind of reminds me of a, a space called in New York City called the Work and Roll. Oh. And Yeah, we, you uh, told me about that. You went there after that investment summit, Yeah, right? Yeah, and invest, got invited to an investment summit in New York City. And then afterwards, a friend of mine, uh, Eugenio. From cannabis, from cannabis now and yeah he yeah. was uh being asked to speak and i think he was throwing the after party event at this workspace so nice. we get there check it out and it was a full fully cannabis friendly workspace that you can Definitely. rent out a space do whatever you need to do and no one's gonna complain about you consuming cannabis and stuff yeah so, that's uh, great i feel like that needs to be more normal <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to definitely. have more of those because like we said like really what's the difference between the other types of lounges we have honestly i think it's better yeah. It, you know? it, it's better and you're not like I don't know I just feel like it's the safety aspect of it like no one's raging on alcohol to get too mad yeah. about something you know yeah. what I mean like right. yeah. we're yeah. just like having a good time not gonna time. see the cops or the ambulance rolling up at the no. uh, cannabis lounge you know, no. funny, though, I, I, it doesn't even surprise me though that Canada has has more time in the space and like are at that point I feel like America's behind and I'm that's not surprising to me like we have oh, a while yeah, to go yeah, with a lot of different things so like Okay, makes sense. But there is certain areas like Colorado that you know yeah. we're learning from. So there is True. It, it, there's it, like it, a back and forth definitely. Yeah. Because yeah. I also feel like we could be doing things a little differently and then learning from each other in that sense also. It's like, okay, you can teach me this because you've been doing it for so long and then I can teach you this maybe new method or yeah. you know what we're working on. Yeah, it's like I that's can why teach that research is important. New methods because now that more states are becoming legalized, these guys are coming out of these old legends that have been doing growing cannabis and been in the industry when it was a black market and then a gray and then now into the white market that we are today. They're coming out of the woodwork and teaching things like, oh that doesn't you shouldn't do that. That doesn't make any sense. Do this and you'll mm -hmm. fuck it like increase your yield and stuff like that or whatever so there's something to learn every day absolutely every knowledge day. is power they have it and we should be really using our resources from the legacy market and it, really? there is that that gap that is at least in canada we really pride ourselves on the legacy market because those are our founders we believe mm -hmm. um oh yeah yeah so for us it is legacy you hear it a lot we we really believe in our legacy market they they are who gave us the stepping stone to be where we are today for us to be speaking on these platforms, right? So definitely to have the laws we do today that allows us to legally consume. If it wasn't for them, it just would have just gotten pushed down the mm -hmm. historical timeline of yeah. prohibition on cannabis. And we wouldn't, wouldn't be here. <laughs> wouldn't be here. Definitely. Yeah. Are there a lot of cannabis events um, where you are in Canada? Because like by us right now, there's yeah. not. So that's why like we're actually planning on moving to Colorado um, in May, like, yeah. right? May? Yeah. yeah, pretty soon um, because we need that like that Life space to connect yeah. because like when we go back home, it's like there's there. I mean, there are people that are consumed, but it's not 
open or anything yeah. you know kind of like what you were talking about how like it is kind of like a sense of maybe like camaraderie around cannabis in canada yeah. where like people are like oh yeah i like we consume and we're not gonna really like not hide it or anything like that like that's not what it is like in states that are not legal in the united states so we mm -hmm. want to go to somewhere that we can feel that community and that camaraderie of cannabis and it being more open and stuff like that you know what's so funny is that one of my friends um shout out to carly in alabama but being like from alabama she had texted me and she goes oh i'm in vegas i went to my first dispensary i thought of you guys and like for her she's like well i mean i went to my first dispensary not too long ago too yeah. but it was just like cool she was like i didn't realize it could be so classy and i didn't realize it was <laughs> like this and you know like and um it's crazy that there are states like that where you know they have to be really be careful because yeah. i mean yeah. it's just super strict down there still um but you know when people from those places go and explore how it is in other states it's like okay you bring that back and then we try to make those changes so um it was just crazy to like her perspective on it and stuff and to hear from someone who uh i mean for us too we didn't really come from a place where it was like welcome no, or anything a, i mean this starting this too like i said earlier um it definitely was you uh, like unknown in the beginning like how it was gonna go like with people we knew but now everyone's becoming very like curious about it which is the first step honestly in my opinion yeah. so Absolutely. um once people are curious that's when you know the gears start moving and how we get like that progress and um new york just opened their first dispensary recently i saw that was pretty that's exciting awesome. that was pretty yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah we just we were just in new york but unfortunately we we're not we didn't have the opportunity to go check it out next time i mean like we'll next be there time. again yeah, we'll all of our family there. is there <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah like we were saying like we both grew up in new york and yeah like that like new york was just a very progressive place but still very set and says set in the ways and stuff like that so we both came from households that were not cannabis friendly at all mm -hmm. and stuff like that like me and my dad me and my dad clashed about it for years and stuff like that like oh he didn't like doing it and all this stuff even when I was older and all that stuff but uh now that I'm like oh like check out the podcast and stuff and over the years it's become more more uh oh, open-minded oh yeah like normal like open-minded normal like like perception maybe like the perception change it's not it's no longer like like saying some like like weird comment snarky remark when like i'm gonna go outside and like smoke a joint or something right. like that it's like oh okay. it's just like hi okay like like see you, see you later whatever right like it's becoming like, more maybe like i'll go out there and smoke a cigar and like stand out there with you or something like okay cool like that's, that's, like, that's nice. awesome. yeah yeah like being understanding of both like i mean obviously there's dangers but like being open to just like standing there with someone else who's smoking a cigarette or whatever you like you yeah. don't have to necessarily agree with it too like you can have your own opinion like that's fine of course but like also um like knowing the fact, throwing shade. You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. takes yeah, a lot it's, it's like you shouldn't get like like a dirty look or be told to like walk down the block if like you're go stand outside the bar and you're smoking a joint instead of a cigarette and someone complains about the smell or whatever but you can oh. smell cigarettes on people as soon as they they walk in the door right in the door like it's yeah, like, like oh it smells like cigarettes above right them even sometimes yeah. i'm like oh i see it coming yeah it's like you know like, oh smell like who smells like cigarettes right now yeah mm -hmm. see one thing that's cool about canada anywhere you can smoke tobacco you can smoke cannabis 
That's oh, awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. So, like, that's what I like about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sort of like right now, New York is like that. Mm-hmm. When they first came out, when they first came out the laws in New York where anywhere you can smoke tobacco, you could legally consume cannabis. And I thought that was awesome. I'm sure that they're going to change that eventually. Probably. But not knowing them because they always do. <laughs> and, uh, but it really doesn't matter. Like you walk up and down the streets in New York City now and you can just, just smell it everywhere. People are walking around. So, even before it was legal, people didn't care. No one cared. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, but like mm-hmm. now it'd be, now it's good because like, oh my God, I remember one of my experiences picking up cannabis with my best friend Jason in New York City and it was mm-hmm. just, the, it was funny, but it was like the worst experience ever. Because like you're going, just walking up and down the street going like asking just for like grand bags and eight like going up to random people mm-hmm. like, dime bag, dime bag, like, and, yeah. like, and like and you're kind of scared to even ask certain people yeah like, like you're kind of scared to even ask because like you got to go up to like the sketchy looking people because yeah. they're, they're probably yeah. the ones who have it and yeah. then there's well, this, this, this one dude walked up to and you could tell he was he was, he was on something else and he like dropped it on the floor and then thought we were cops and like almost got on his knees and we're like, no, 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 bro. <laughs> we're, like, we're like, bro, this isn't a good neighborhood, but we're not cops. We don't want your homies to shoot us. <laughs> and then he like followed, he was like, I'll make sure though, I'm gonna follow you for like a block. Like, what the fuck? It was what? just like, like, like nobody should go through that. And nope. Like no, the no. kids nowadays that are growing up and will have these dispensaries to go to are going to be so privileged and not know what that was like. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, they don't got to wait the 40 to two hours for the you know, callback and or while you're waiting at the park and you're like, where is he? Where is where's, he? where's our friendly drug dealer coming from? <laughs> I'll be there in 20 minutes, two yeah. hours later. Bruh. Legit two hours later. Oh, I'm leaving now. Like, Sorry. Like, we're waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was your first experience with cannabis? I don't know if I asked that earlier. Um, so my very, very first experience was out of high school. Um, mm-hmm. And I was I, I was 21, actually. Yeah, so that 21. That like me too, honestly. Same, around yeah. the same, yeah, same time. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I, I, it was me and my best friend, Nikki, and we bought like a 20 sack. And mm-hmm. I didn't have a grinder. I didn't have anything. And I was like, uh, okay, cool. So she's like, we'll get them to grind it for us and roll it. We got our drug dealer to grind our <laughs> 20 sack. <laughs> <laughs> roll it for us yeah. um I remember it was juicy fruit that mm-hmm. strain that I smoked awesome um it gave me such a euphoric feeling that I was like I've been missing out my whole freaking life like I, I threw my brothers down the toilet like my whole, all my whole life is a lie oh yeah like, <laughs> my brain went from wait like what it was like an explosion like yeah. I've been shitting on this thing for so long for right? what reason and now I'm sitting here like wait I was wrong (laughs) I was wrong yeah the little hypocrite part of me was like oh shit you are that person now so love it um I was still fully like it didn't even at that point I wasn't like a it wasn't a lifestyle thing it was like a recreational Mm -hmm. let's dabble in it oh yeah at first it always is Mm -hmm. a whole weekend (laughs) (laughs) yeah that doesn't last me at all but oh no yeah it goes we go so fast like those memes just like when you finally found the person who's been smoking all your weed and you're just looking in the mirror yeah. oh shit it's me yeah <laughs> yeah it's and like people don't really like even like once it does become legalized fully in this country like i'm not exactly sure what the prices are of cannabis in canada but and how that correlates in the united states but uh 
that's half the reason a lot of people still go to their black market dealers or their old dealers because it's so expensive. $10 a gram. You can't beat that. Yeah, exactly. Like the dispensaries and then all the taxes that. and, and then, all that. It's just, or it's you're going to this, this, you're going to the dispensary, you're probably buying a $60 eighth and almost minimum. And then there's mm-hmm. the taxes. So you're probably walking out the door. I, I don't know if anybody probably walks out of a dispensary door spending less than a hundred dollars. That's pretty well tax and everything. It's like, yeah. come on. Mm-hmm. We do have our, our our value brands, of course, within Canada. Right, of course, yeah. You're always going to have your luxury there, brands and your yeah. value brands and all that stuff. In the but anybody that knows cannabis and is it's a part of their life, they are going to be spending no less than a hundred dollars for mm-hmm. their eight, right? When they're walking yeah. out, we yeah, the, we we have the spike in growth in cannabis though in Canada with our micros that are allowed to grow now. Um, a lot of our legacy market is turning into the legal market. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of craft grow. Mm-hmm. That is what's changing the game here. Yeah, it's going to be those so, like small, small farms. Yeah, very like, like yeah. That. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, we have a cool. lot of that here, which is nice. So when you get a good drop, you know that it's it's seasonal, right? You pick it up. You make sure you stock up on it, you and then you're good that. to go. Exactly. Yeah, I love having and like hearing from growers and having them on our show because it's really interesting. Like understanding like that process and like what they do and how important it is because I feel like so much of the time we forget about them and with them like without them it, we wouldn't have any of this so it's no industry mm-hmm. it's like you would never grocery stores without farmers to make the food exactly. like, people don't realize that and like that's one of the things it's like I don't know if you you know but uh MJ BizCon which is one of the biggest cannabis events in the United States Mm-hmm. falls directly during the harvest of, yeah, cannabis, harvest of outdoor cannabis in it's, the United States. So like, how does that correlate when half, if not almost all of your really big legacy growers and big time guys like that can't even be there because their harvest is way mm-hmm. more important. Exactly. Yeah. That's who it, should it, be there. That should be the majority, in yeah. my opinion. Mm-hmm. It should be, because they yeah, are definitely. The and uh, yeah, I, I definitely like to hear that that's, that's the way the Canadian market's going into like a kind of like a niche cannabis field like it's like kind of like a craft localized kind of thing it really like small, is like small batch basically small batch, yeah. like yeah. like craft beer in a sense like making having your own stuff like the word craft attached to beer you know what i mean obviously yeah. not comparing beer to cannabis but you see what i'm saying like but like yeah on the, the smaller like yeah like the smaller local yeah. and i feel like that's and because like that and brands of the way you've been saying like how how you guys feel about cannabis in general as a country mm-hmm. is that smaller grow or growers who are maybe doing a home grow of like 10 15 plants can come out and be like all right get like a like get a license to to operate with dispensaries and get their product out there even though they normally wouldn't have but they grow really good stuff and they should mm-hmm. yeah. because it's medicine and you should share it have you ever um grown yourself I so I tried. Okay. <laughs> I, <do not> have <laughs> mm-hmm. I I can take the the product and bake with it. Mm-hmm. I just can't grow it. I I have such mad love for humans that can mm-hmm. and that produce my medicine um, and that can actually finesse the growing aspect of it. I have right. like one of my good friends, Siobhan, she she grows a lot of her plant-based medicine and I've learned mm-hmm. a lot from her. She's actually a topical maker. Shout out to Siobhan wow, um, and Let's cool. Go Alchemy. Yeah, they they're phenomenal in their topicals. Um so she she's got me a plant once and I tried growing it, but um, I named her Henrietta. Better music all the time, did the whole thing. But unfortunately, did, she didn't want to grow with me. So no, I'm not a grower. I've tried, I've failed. Um, 
mad appreciation for the people that can do it. Oh yeah. I mean, I oh, definitely yeah. want to try, job, but it's, yeah, it's a lot. Have you guys Actually, tried? No, uh, we haven't. I wish, I wish it's, it's, it's definitely on the list for me. But Maybe when we yeah. move. Once we're in you know? also like, also again, a more cannabis friendly place. Be, yeah. And all that stuff, I'll, uh, I'm, not, I'm definitely going to dabble in it with like a plant or two and see where it goes because I would love to be able to grow my own stuff. And I'm, now we I'm have big like, into like the sustainability of cannabis and food and lifestyle in general. Like people don't realize where their food comes from, how much goes into getting that food to you. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and if they just kind of did a little bit of research, just watch a few documentaries that are even just on Netflix, so mm-hmm, educate right. yourself a little bit and you'll be like, wow, maybe I should look into growing some stuff, even if just simple herbs and microgreens, which you can do on your counter. Right. Yeah, you can do it in any yeah. environment, so, really. Now we have people to talk to about home grows too um, that we've had on the show because they have like their tips and tricks and things like that. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. think I'm going to be but, good uh, at it, but I, we got to try. Yeah, but I heard uh, <laughs> you're the baking part yeah i love baking. what's the secret um well decarbing your cannabis making sure you have proper oil or butter depending on what you're doing um for me i love infusing everything so like i have like my chili oil that i have that's special so when i go out for my oysters i bring my little bottle of infused chili oil um (laughs) yeah okay i think that you guys just need to come to canada yeah, come up with me so we, yeah. Go, we can do like a live podcast at the Oyster Place at Rodney's and legit cool. just like it's such a good time. But yeah, I love infusing. Um, I feel like for me when I was sick a lot when with my accident, mm-hmm. the onset from eating an edible was more beneficial for me than smoking it. So for me at that point, I really learned how to infuse everything, even my teas, my like I make fudge, I make caramel out of them. It's it's a good time. That's awesome. so, yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, I've never, I cook a lot, but I've never really dabbled too much in uh, medicating the food I make because uh, it's not like she's more like the baker. With, like, yeah, I love baking, so I would love like to that. try it. I just never have. But uh, so. I want to try and like infuse it to like more like everyday foods. Like yeah, and, that, that and if you have a small dosage, it's good. It's like obviously you don't want something that you're gonna. It's for a party <laughs> for right. your day to day. But a, making it in small doses and getting it into your system, even with the plant, when you guys start growing, mm-hmm. taking the plant and the leaves and juicing them. Oh yes, we heard about that. We have oh, a yeah, juicing cannabis guest on here that yeah. talked about Crazy. that. Jesse, shout out to Jesse Barney. Um, but he had some really cool stories about um juicing cannabis and how yeah. it's helped mm-hmm. people like incredible Absolutely. like I had no idea I was like what hey, like someone he knew part. had CP and he started juicing cannabis and he was like taking walks around the block like what that it's phenomenal crazy it's honestly phenomenal I think that's so cool yeah it was a we had a, a guest on here that um is a chef that infuses does the infused oh yeah I, was just, yeah I was gonna mention from uh chef Layton yes from Aroma Culinary shout out to them they nice. do I believe it's every other Thursday they do um, like these big cannabis infused dinners and like they're they like focus on more luxury to like show people hey this is like a classy regular dinner and everyone's coming Mm -hmm. here and like consuming oh yeah if you check out the food that he makes on the aim and fire Instagram yeah aroma culinary Instagram sorry yeah yeah aroma Aroma culinary I always get things my dyslexia does not help at all with this (laughs) (laughs) but uh the foodie they they put out looks five star mm-hmm. like wow. it's it looks it looks crazy and to be able to 
infuse cannabis into foods like that and then make it look that way for people right. to go you put it far somewhere you're like yeah that doesn't have cannabis in it mm-hmm. and then it's it's the same it puts a new perspective on the way people look at at cannabis and Fine dining. Yeah, it was interesting yeah. like him too doing large events like that figuring out like what dosage for you know the whole meal and everything which was interesting and i think he said um how much was it like 50 milligrams or something like that i don't i don't remember exactly but yeah. he it was like a trial and error process and like mm-hmm. that was like i was like how did you figure that out like that was where i was like i don't know how that works um, so everybody's different everyone processes cannabis differently mm-hmm. and you got to be able to time that out know that when it's like usually when it's going to hit the potency of your concentrate with whatever you're using an oil or butter or whatever Mm-hmm. And I, I was interesting to like when he was talking about that. That was a, I that was, that was an interesting topic. That was like, also, you can get someone sitting there also and leave. Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've <laughs> been to like, holy different. shit. <laughs> you're like, yeah, this ain't shit. And you're also like, oh my God. Yeah. And then it hits you like wall of bricks and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have spoke so quickly. But <laughs> orange juice always is needed <laughs> for these events, right? Just in mm-hmm. case. But, yeah, I think it's the culinary aspect of it and having the community in that is so cool like we a couple of years ago my my girlfriend Siobhan the one that makes the topicals she had a rooftop event where okay, one of cool. the local chefs yeah they mm-hmm. did a full three course meal um it was phenomenal of course there was a few people that greened out yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Didn't know the tolerance um but she kept it with I think it was like 50 milligrams for the whole meal but mm-hmm. and it was spaced out like you're saying timing is everything yeah, we consume more than that, but it's it's pretty cool to be a part of these events and to see it more prevalent within our community because there's a, there's quite a few chefs out there right now killing the space and making oh, yeah. some great oh, yeah. meals with cannabis. Oh yeah, fine dining with cannabis is going to be the next big thing with hopefully, and, and also like the products cannabis. them I, I selling products like the spices or the like you know what I mean the yeah. Um, yeah. sauces and things like that that you can. Um, buy and then figure out how much works for you like that's cool I yeah like I remember they're doing we were things. talking about and I, I brought up uh I like to make my own homemade pesto at home Ooh. And just, oh yeah he's like a huge cook loves cooking <laughs> yeah and like very simple and it needs a lot of olive oil so yeah you that you're you olive, oil olive oil there you go we're talking about he was like I'm like you can jar that shit up and sell that if you want to I mean he was like it's a good idea yeah he's like oh damn <laughs> he was like oh, that's a good idea mm-hmm. yeah that's so I think that that's really cool because I don't think I realized that that was like a big part of the space when um, when I first was learning about it. And it's like cool how it like honestly affects every um, part of your life and how you can integrate it into every part, which is really, really cool. Um, I wanted to ask about Cannabrand a little bit. Is there anything you guys are looking forward to that you can mention or um, what? Yeah, got anything What's, new, exciting you know, coming been going up with on. The, the uh, company expand, expansions or anything? Yeah, we're we're definitely we're we're rolling out. Um, we we are a smaller company, but we have we're we're growing so much. So mm-hmm. in the last three months, like I said, I just came on board. Um, the VP of Sales came on la- in the last six months. Um, so we're really shaking things up, and we're looking to expand w- within North America and the European market. So. That's really exciting. Um, we have some connections out in Europe too now, so mm-hmm. it's it's starting to get there. Um, and the the most that we're we're just attending all the events, so and making ourselves accessible to our partners. So we're trying to get as much market share as we can 
within right. the Canadian market because we're brand spanking new here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just really, just really servicing our clients and being thoughtful towards our our um, partners. Yes, I mean yeah, definitely. definitely. Like it's all about those relationships and like building your reputation and everything, no matter what you're doing. I mean, us too, doing that um, in the last couple of months, like just getting up and running and like figuring out how things work and like meeting people like you and, you know, just kind of going for it too. That's a big part of it. Um, it's just doing it. I feel like we forget about that a lot of times, yeah. you know, so <laughs> doing all the oh, things. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. yeah it's, uh, it's definitely exciting. And, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, like we were think, talking about uh, looking into getting some branded, like, batteries or some stuff like that oh well we yeah. can definitely do that for you guys yeah we, we should definitely, definitely talk about, that. Talk about yeah. that this this right here is pretty cool yeah. um that shout out to my sister shannon from virginia but she yeah. got us this really cool oh, yeah. like yeah. branded rolling tray that's so nice yeah that's and um she got it on etsy too which i got a shout out you know small businesses so shout out to craft she designs co on etsy they do some pretty cool stuff but yeah mm -hmm. like thinking about doing stickers and shirts and things like that and like building yeah. our brand because that's really important but this, yeah. this is really cool it's the first step you know you gotta yeah, start somewhere step. Yeah, we always <laughs> gotta start small and stuff like that uh, yeah but uh that's what do you guys cater to smaller businesses we do like people um, are making like orders that are not like hundreds or thousands of uh, we yeah, we definitely do. We have smaller MOQs than most people um, are like starting. We do we do have MOQs though in place mm -hmm. in order for them to get a, a greater discount, of course. Yes. Um, but we do we do have smaller MOQs and we're able to service the smaller LPs mm -hmm. or mom and pop shops, and then we can service the larger ones as well because we have the opportunity to talk about terms and making it feasible for all partners, not just you know us. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, we're excited to have some pretty cool like companies coming up. I don't know if uh, you might have saw this before we start the show, but this DabX, you have ever seen it before? That's so cool. No, I've seen something cool. like that before. Yeah, it was at BizCon. Oh, so yeah. we yeah. were talking to the company and um, we were able to, you know, they gave us one of these and wow. it's been really cool. Like the design's awesome. Yeah. You can take apart the entire thing. I mean, like it looks like yeah. sleek not that anything was, like sketchy <laughs> no yeah it's great for travel they give you this fucking amazing like travel case looks like, oh, oh nice it's yeah like, it's uh, pretty cool there it is looks That's like cool. uh it's like insulated everything comes with this nice top so you plug that on there and you no unzip that put that in there and it's completely basically you can flip it around upside down and the water won't come out of it and it's, it's great I, we love it we have to be take, i take it everywhere see if it's we awesome. didn't go to bizcon we would have never known about them yeah definitely, we met like yeah. so many crazy people too um was it at the same event where we met dr dina yes that was the same event did you meet her i did no? not so do you ever you watch the show uh weeds on showtime yeah, yeah. well yeah it was originally i think on showtime she's yeah. actually yeah. the woman who like inspired that show She's a real Nancy Botwin. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. It was legit. I used to watch that show religiously. Like, oh, same. Yeah, we like binged that over show. the pandemic, I think. Like yeah, that oh, was yeah, like we our did. show. It was like our show over the pandemic. And when we were talking to one of the founders of the companies that I'm an investor in, Meredith Capital, yeah. Mitch, he was like, he's friends with her. And he was like, oh, I got to introduce you to uh, Dr. Dina and all that stuff. She's like, 
he's like she's the original nancy bot like like the nancy bottom basically i and thought I was that like, was wild i was like that is wild like, well, should we talking she's like yeah it's a crazy story but we're, we're gonna try and get her on the show so if uh you want to hear oh, more I'm, about that you're gonna have yeah to tune in i'm gonna tune in for sure because oh, yeah. that's yeah <laughs> that's phenomenal. pretty cool she um got this is this is like my favorite uh part i think it's really cool she got snoop dogg his first uh letter of rec for medical marijuana i thought that was wow. really cool yeah yeah she has some like cool connections but like those are those people who have been you know chugging along doing this for so long like risking a lot too to get to where we are today but she was a really really cool person to me and i also yeah. like how we talked about like community and obviously there are people that you'll meet that you don't like but I feel like the overwhelming majority like in this space are pretty like encouraging and like supportive and like helpful I mean people like we've talked to we've had a lot of mentors I think that's great because otherwise it's really hard to figure out like what you're doing (laughs) and like what's working and what's not working no no you're good (laughs) (laughs) yeah this thing is so cool that's beautiful Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the community Amazing. is really important, um, especially when you're saying like, we don't all have to like each other. We can respect each other enough to know that right. we're doing the, the greater good here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's, there's humans that I don't like for sure, but I respect them on a professional level. Right. I, I admire what they do and I kudos to them to continue on chugging in an industry that is emerging. It is hard. It fully mm-hmm. is hard. And Are there any um, events that you're looking forward to coming up in well, Canada Lyft, or America, sure. I don't know. Lyft is next week. Um, that's mm-hmm. our biggest expo out in Canada. So it's um, okay. from Thursday to Sunday, and that's happening from the 12th to the 14th. And every big LP usually has like an after party. It's legit like MJ BizCon, just a little bit smaller. Okay. <laughs> so a little more concentrated. Like, yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's happening next week. So jam-packed with meetings next week and going to be at the Amsterdam Cafe and all these fun mm-hmm. places. There's like some after parties that are on a boat. Yeah. So super, super stoked for that. And Definitely. then, yeah. Except there's we're going to have to get, try and get plugged into some of the uh, Canadian uh, cannabis events. Yeah, yes. that'll be cool that to check out. Check out some of those. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'll show you guys traveling, so. We got our yeah. passports. We, we yeah, we're good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So uh, before we fully wrap up here, yeah. You got any uh shout outs or anybody you wanna wanna mention? Uh absolutely any, besides like brands my... you guys work with also like uh yeah, well out in the States, uh High Desert Relief, love you guys. That was my first account that I brought on to Canabrand <laughs> Solutions. Mm-hmm. Um I just honestly just to my team, um, everyone at Canabrand Solutions, just in the last three months, the way that I feel like our family and our Canna family has grown is phenomenal. And just to have that team that we I don't get to see every day, but we right. still have culture is, is unparalleled. So shout out to Canabrand Solutions, shout out to honestly all my old former employers that have given me the, the leg mm. and the opportunity to be where I am today. I'm super grateful. And I just, yeah, I, I love what I do. And I'm really happy that you guys have given me a platform to speak. Oh yeah, <laughs> so no, thank seriously, awesome. thank you for coming Anytime on Anytime you here. guys want to come on, more absolutely than you, guys. you guys definitely should get our ceo on board and like legit eric our sales our vp of sales mm-hmm. wealth of knowledge both of them like okay danny's cool. a snowboarder he's a ceo he's cool as shit and <laughs> legit eric has taught me so much he's one of my biggest mentors and just his work ethic is is phenomenal and i've yeah i i love those guys so that's really yeah. awesome that you that's found awesome. like a 
great like creative space where you have involvement and like in a short period of time too because you've been there what three months so just three months and it feels like I've been there like legit a year like and Mm -hmm. in this workplace like every workplace has been really encouraging but this one even like the little wins we celebrate and it's that's great it's so different instead of being like oh where are your fucking numbers no it's Mm -hmm. like you did it you got through like it's it's super encouraging and it's nice to be in a a safe encourage encouraging environment yeah like even starting this like a couple of months ago too um but it feels like we've been doing it for so long (laughs) we started this started doing this in october and we've recorded i think after after this session of recording and we go back home almost 20 some episodes yeah since since October and it goes really fast and you're like holy shit I did all that already but like you know the thing is is that if the environment here wasn't like so welcoming and creative and open and all of that then we wouldn't have that same experience so that's like super important because we can come here and talk and you know have a good conversation but like with being here at Hayes it's it's been really nice um but some shout outs before we yeah, close so, out. So definitely shout out to Hayes. Shout out to everybody who helps make this possible. Uh, Dabex for supplying an amazing, amazing piece. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, it's been great. So go check us out at Behind the Leaf Pod at, on Instagram. Go get, drop us a follow. Yes, definitely. Yeah, we're and, trying to grow uh, that platform. So <laughs> go check out Canna Brands if you're a business out there listening to get your packaging done, customize it, get everything you need. But thank you so much, Nafisa, for coming on. Thank you guys. I really appreciate the time and your guys' platform. I'm really stoked to see this live and also to listen in on all of your guys' other episodes. Thank really you. Thank you so much. All right. Well, yeah. until next time, thanks until for tuning time. in. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. 